Esford dominates home entertainment spending while rentals and sales are in the doldrums. So why has Plex decided to open a movie store? TVOD is ripe for a resurgence. Listen on to find out more. This is Endscreen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at Endscreen Media, and today is February 8th, 2024. Spending on Esford and physical and digital movie rentals and purchases, which is what the digital entertainment group calls home entertainment spending, it soared in 2023 with US consumers spending two billion more than they did in 2022. But the gain was all thanks to SVOD. Now, that said, a modest gain in digital rentals and purchases was buried in the numbers. The increase in transactional VOD spending heralds the beginning of a resurgence in transactional activity, which is attracting new participants in the market, including Plex. Uh, We will be talking about this shift in the market in today's podcast. But first, do you want to understand how to launch a fast channel? Then you need to join the next TVOT Connect live session on February 8th. That's Thursday, February 8th at 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, Joining Tracy Swedlow of ITVT and me will be Mehmet Gundas, who is Senior Director of Streaming, Strategy and Distribution at Content Aggregator Video Elephant. He has just launched two channels and he is going to tell us how he did it. It is your chance to be visible, be heard, learn and network with your peers at this live only session. There's no better way to supercharge your industry network. So check it out at itvt.com forward slash tvot forward slash connect. That's itvt.com forward slash tvot forward slash connect. And there you will find more details. And if you missed it, don't worry. There will be another live tvot connect session in a couple of weeks. So join us then. Now, back to the podcast. According to the latest data from the Digital Entertainment Group, DEG, home entertainment spending had a good year in 2023. The association tracks spending on physical disc sales and rentals, digital movie sales and rentals, and SVOD. And taken together, spending increased about 5% which is a pretty, pretty decent increase. It went from 40.91 billion in 2022 to 42.91 billion in 2023. Now, the truth is that SVOD really carried the load of the increase over the year. It grew a healthy 7%, and that that means revenue went from 34.62 to 37.03 billion over the year. Digital sales and rentals, well, they increased slightly. They gained 3% to go from 4.19 billion to 4.33 billion. So as you can see, it's a pretty small gain. And unfortunately, physical sales and rentals, disc sales and rentals continue to decline strongly down 26% 
from 2.1 billion to 1.56 billion. Uh, and just 10 years ago, boy, that was five or six times that that number, that 2 billion number. So this is, this is a big decline over the last 10 years. So why did SVOG grew? Well, it wasn't because of massive increase in subscribers. Growth in subscribers has really tapered off in the US market these days. So what was the big reason? Well, it was price increases. Pretty much all the top participants increased price prices over the last year. For example, Disney Plus ad-free viewing doubled in cost between November 2022 and November 2023. Even Netflix pushed up prices, even though they claim they didn't. Their approach was a little bit more subtle. The company introduced paid sharing, and what that did was force some subscribers to pay extra to continue to share the content to share Netflix with another location. And for all those other people who couldn't share uh, for free a password, well, they had to begin paying. So there was a big increase for them, right? Uh, and of course, there was one other way that they boosted prices. They eliminated the cheapest ad-free tier, which was $9.99 a month. Now, the minimum you can pay for ad reviewing is $14.50. So that's big increases all round. And that really is the primary reason why SVOD gained so much and saw such a sharp increase. But the DEG numbers really don't give you the whole picture. You should bear in mind that they miss out the most expensive of all TV services, which is traditional pay TV services like Comcast Cable TV and YouTube TV. Those businesses were worth almost 100 billion in subscription fees alone in 2022. And the total TV market, including advertising, was worth 223 billion in 2022. So as you can see, the DEG portion, which is just 43 billion, is actually quite a small portion of that spending. Uh, but it is still a very important part. And by the way, watch for an update on the total US TV market from Endscreen Media in the next month or so, because I now have all the data, so I'm gonna put it all together for you, and I will put that out in on my site, and maybe I'll do this, do a podcast, an Endscreen Noise podcast on that. But what I wanna do now is I really want to zoom in on digital sales and rentals, because the truth is that they have been in the doldrums. If you look at the last four years, they've really been sort of oscillating around about 4 billion, not really done very much. Uh, they're currently at 4.3 billion, at least that's what they were in 2023. Uh, back in 2020, they were 3.89. Uh, so really not done very much in the last four years. So why am I saying that I think that there will be a big increase in digital rental and purchase spending in the coming months and years. Well, there's three main reasons why I think this. The first 
is that SBOT services are beginning to prune their libraries. Uh, folks like Disney Plus and Max are really aggressively taking content out of their libraries. They're doing this for a number of reasons. Uh, the first being that uh, they don't have to pay licensing fees if they've, if they've licensed that content in. The second is they don't have to pay residuals uh, for people watching that stuff. And uh, the third is that actually they're beginning to go to more of a curated approach. Certainly that's true with Disney. So what that means is that if you have a favorite show or a favorite movie, then you really can't rely on your SVOD service to have that program or movie uh, for the long haul. So if you want to keep coming back to it, one of the only ways you can do that is to buy or, or, or rent it when you need it, right? Um, it's also more cost effective to buy a favorite movie than to subscribe to an ad-free tier. So say you want to save money, so you're watching on the ad-free tier, but they have, you know, they, they occasionally show a movie that you really like. Well, you don't want, if it's a favorite movie, you really don't want to add, watch ads. So the best way to do that then is to just go rent it and spend the five or six dollars it, it costs to rent that movie. Uh, and watch it ad-free and then then you don't have to pay month after month for the ad-free viewing. And the third reason is that the days of getting first window movies for free in SVOD services are very definitely over. You're still getting a very favorable window in your SVOD service, uh, certainly a preferred window, but Movies are available for rental and purchase very often now before they appear in an SVOD service. Uh, so there's every reason why I think purchasing and rentals, I think, are going to pick up quite a lot in the coming months and years. So this is a pretty interesting opportunity. And, uh, well, some companies are very, very well positioned to take on, uh, to benefit from this. I was looking at numbers from the end of 2022 from TiVo, which gave us the market leaders for the TVOD services, TVOD stores. And, well, Amazon, of course, is at the top. Amazon Prime Video purchases and rentals. 35% of the people in TiVo survey said that they used it. YouTube movies and shows, that was uh, second with 13.3%, well back from Amazon. Apple was next with 12.6%, and Google Play Movies and TV was fourth with 10%. So, as you can see, the market is really kind of owned by Amazon and by Google. Those two account for all 60% of all of the rental and purchase activity that's happening in the TVOD stores. However, there is opportunities for companies that have a loyal user base, and that is where Plex fits in. Plex was started in 2010 to allow people to manage their personal media collections. You could gather all of your music, your photos, your and your videos together in one place and serve it inside your house using the Plex server and consume it using the Plex client. 
but boy has it come a long way since then. It's expanded to really encompass everything that a user might want to watch. There are now 400 plus fast channels, channels inside Plex, so lots and lots of free free content. There's a robust guide covering the top SVOD services, so it's very easy to search through and find something in your SVOD services. It provides recommendations and it even provides social discovery tools. That They made an announcement late last year that they were adding that into the mix as well. Well, this week, the service has announced that it's adding a rental store within the app. Keith Valerie, who's the CEO of Plex, said in a statement on Wednesday, with today's availability of amazing titles like Barbie and The Color Purple, we are now offering consumers even more choices and movie selections all in one place. Our goal has always been to bring consumers a less chaotic and more fun experience when they sit down together to watch a movie or show. Uh, and really, it's a pretty robust marketplace. It has over a thousand titles available from Warner Brothers Discovery, from Lionsgate, Paramount Global, A24. And really, having this rental store integrated in with Plex is a great convenience for the 20 million Plex users. Uh, and it really, I think, positions the service very well to capitalize on the growth in the TVOD market with those 20 million users. So uh, we should begin to see, I think, movement in the TVOD market, in that sales and rental market starting this year. So you can bet I'll be reporting about it here on End Screen Noise in the coming weeks and months. Now, if you'd like a rough transcript, and some diagrams which I think really illustrate the data that I've been talking about. Stop by the End Screen Media website and look under the Analysis tab, and there you'll find, uh, as I say, a rough transcript and diagrams appropriate for this piece. Uh, and while you're there, if you haven't done it, make sure you sign up for the free newsletter. Uh, it's uh, daily or weekly, and will come directly to your inbox. This has been Colin Dixon with End Screen Media. And I'll speak with you again next time. This podcast is the property of Endscreen Media. All rights reserved.